Hey, it's Randy Lee, and I'm bringing you episode 168 of Flipping Genius. And today, we are blessed to have my good friend Andrew from Rogue Wrenching join us for his second visit to the podcast. This should be a lot of fun. Andrew's had some good success on a couple of diesel trucks that he wants to share with us and talk a little bit about what he's doing over in Arizona flipping. And a uh, totally different thing than what I usually talk about, and I'm excited to hear it, the rest of Andrew's story. Uh, Andrew, thanks for joining us, and let's, without further ado, let's bring him on to the podcast. Well, my new podcast, it's called uh, the American Not Partisan Podcast. Uh, we talk about things that uh, helps unify us as Americans and focus on the things that, that bring us together and not the things that pull us apart. So our first episode drops uh, Saturday, July 1st. Um, we're available on all the platforms eventually. We're going to hit Spotify and YouTube for sure on Saturday, and then we're going to add beyond that. Okay. Um, the American so. Not Partisan Podcast. Yes, sir. Okay. That's that's the okay. one. Yeah, you're, but you're not going to wait till July 4th to do it. You're going to do it on July 1st. You know, and on the one hand, that's maybe a minor oversight, but on the other hand, the I, I don't know. Maybe we should change that. No, no, that's good. either way. It's for sure up by July fourth. I do like but. I like the concept. I I think that you guys may be magicians trying to trying to skate that. I, yeah, that's 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 it's a big ask. But I think there's a lot of things that that can can unite us as as a country and kind of bring us together. Uh, more I, than the things that divide us. I believe I'll be listening because I, I want to hear about that. Because I, yeah, I I love America and I I love Americans and they come in all shapes and sizes and ideas and and, uh, and they all need to drive a car to get to work and to school and to <laughs> home. And that's where we come in. One of my, my name is Andrew. This is Randy Lee. Welcome to the Flipping Genius Podcast. <laughs> I usually <laughs> throw that stuff in early. With, oh, uh, I know, but. But no, no, man, this is so so great, uh, Andrew. Thanks so much for coming back a second time. That 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 happens every now and then, and and for <laughs> it, you being your idea, that was really cool too. Um, Andrew is the uh, uh, he he runs the Rogue Ranching uh, YouTube channel, a, a channel that's rapidly growing in popularity. I'm I'm excited for you. Um, I just added. I, I saw I saw that I could add uh, my favorite channels at the bottom of my channel, and I I you in there the other guys all Thank have you. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of of folks <laughs> and and you're not quite there yet but i bet you get there not yet but we're getting there yeah we're getting that's, there that's exciting i, I watched a, a video you did uh this morning I, I think it was one of your shorts it wasn't completely a lot of your short videos are are pretty popular um this this one was was the diesel test uh showing the different you know, how you could test if the, the fuel yes yeah fuel. that was that was a fun one i enjoyed that one that was very educational. Good, good job too. Good quality. Uh, Thank you. Lots, Thank lots you. of good stuff. Um, so, so Andrew says he's, he's starting a new uh, podcast called the American Not Partisan Podcast. So, check that out after after uh, July first, and uh, he's he's gonna try to unite us all as Americans. Man, you you may be big someday. We may be <laughs> voting for you. <laughs> I don't. That's not something that I ever want. If I if we if I can if I can help foster good conversation and encourage people, I'm all about that. I, I, I don't. I I'm on the board of my HOA, and that's as far as I want to go as far as public. <laughs> I can. Goes. My, my brother has been doing some of that kind of thing, and that yeah, I I can feel your pain there. And I 
I do. I, I wonder about the people that that uh, sacrifice their life to try to help run our country. Uh, I mean, some of them are got to be pretty decent people, but they all must be a little bit crazy because, man, that's a yeah, that is a task. Um, I, I just I like I like things that you can put your hands on. Right. Like when I fix a car, whether it's whether it's for a customer or flip cars like you can see it, you can touch it. There's something meaningful that's been done. I feel like a lot of politics is like honestly wishful thinking, but it's less tangible. The work that you're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it'll, it'll be fun to hear what you guys come up with. Now, you you have a partner on the podcast. Who Who is that? Uh, it's it's my good friend, Alex. Uh, we've been friends for a lot of years, and I don't remember how we originally met. I think through a homeschool group when we were both little kids. Okay. Uh, he was in my wedding. I didn't even get invited to his wedding, which is kind of lame, but he also lives in, like, Oklahoma, which is kind of far away from me. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be a fun one. So one yeah. of the reasons that I wanted to, to kind of come back on the podcast and talk about things, and also – as I was looking through the Flipping Genius Facebook group, which if you're listening and you're not a member, definitely check that out. There's a lot of good information. I do my best to help and engage with people as much as I can. You do. But there was a there was a guy asking a question uh, today, and he was asking kind of like, where do you where do you stop fixing things? Correct. You know, on, on a car. And just because like, on the one hand, like, are you ever done? And we are in this to make money. And so how do we, where do we find that? And I think that kind of ties into what I wanted to share, which was kind of telling the story of the two auction trucks that mm -hmm. I bought. Uh, we had talked about those uh, last time I was on that I had oh, just yeah. bought them and I wasn't sure they were going to shake out and they're, they're both sold now. So yeah, that was, that was episode 159 of Flipping Genius. And we talked about that and, and, and you said, uh, it'd be a good idea to come back on when you get this thing, these wrapped up and, and now you have, and, and, and uh, you reached out. And said, "Hey, I'm ready to come back on." And and I, I, I went uh, and played more disc golf and goofed around some more. And you said, "Hey, I'm ready, really ready." And uh, <laughs> and so here we are. I, I I'm, I've been getting lazier and lazier as as time goes by, but I appreciate your persistence. And I'm, I'm I, I I understand that. I'm excited to hear. I, I, I now one thing I noticed you you look like you cleaned that that truck up pretty good cosmetically. Uh, the second one. Um, which which that seemed like that wasn't really your target uh, when you first started, and I, I noticed some of the some of the uh, feedback you got from the the, the car flipping forum uh, from some of the other flippers were you know dress that thing up a little bit, and I could tell from the pictures that you had. Yeah, so so basically the the first the first truck that I got, honestly, with both of these trucks, there were not a whole lot of work I had to do to get them ready to go. They both ran and drove, like, I, I brought them home, I got temp permits for them, I took them. One of the things that I like to do whenever possible is take, the, so we have emissions inspections in, mm -hmm. in the, not, not necessarily the state of Arizona, I live in Maricopa County, which is where uh, Phoenix is, uh -huh. and we have emissions inspections. So the car has to go and pass an emissions test before it can be licensed or registered. So that's one of the things that I do. It costs like 25 bucks. It's about a 25 minute drive from my house. So... Mm -hmm. You can be there and back in an hour and spend 25 bucks. And then it's like, hey, the state says this car is is clean. You're not having any issue with with registering it because the emissions is done. So like I brought them home and I drove them to emissions as they were. Like they didn't require any work to be able to drive them. Mm -hmm. um, the one, so there, there were two trucks. There was a 2005 that was, I did basically some basic service work to it. Uh, mm -hmm. An oil change, wiper blades, 
Um, the big thing that I did to both of the trucks was I put new a new headliner in both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the headliner was was sagging and it wasn't it, one one of them. It was it like the front edge was kind of fraying along the top of the windshield and it was irritating, but not the end of the world. The other one, the whole thing was hanging down and it was it it was bad enough when I went out for my emissions test. It was like you know rubbing on my head as I'm driving and I just I like I I literally pulled over on the side of the road and ripped it out. It was it was so irritating. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if that irritates me, it's right. going to irritate someone who buys it. Right. So what I, I, I had seen a guy that I worked with years ago, put a headliner in and I had asked him about it. Cause I was like, I've never seen someone do a headliner before. I'm like, how yeah. hard is this? And he's like, Oh, it's not hard. You go to Hobby Lobby, you buy the material. I think, I think I bought, I bought enough material to do both headliners for like 35 bucks. I got the glue on Amazon for 10 or 15 bucks. I did both headliners for less than $50. Okay. So Peeled the old, peeled the old stuff off, glued down the new stuff, trimmed it, put it back in. Um, on a single cab truck like this, took me about um, hour and a half, two hours per truck. Okay, so the first one was a little slower. It's like a spray-on adhesive that you use. Is that is that correct? I brought a sample because okay. I thought this might come up in conversation. Yeah. So, so this is the the material that we use okay. for headliners. If you're just listening, I'll describe it for you. Um, it's got a foam, a foam backing here on this side, and then there's uh, the headliner cloth on this side. I see. So when your headliner starts sagging, the problem is the adhesion between the foam or between the cloth on the front and the foam on the back starts to come apart, and so the, the just that really thin fabric starts to hang. Okay. So yeah. if you just pull that off, there it, the problem is that gluing to to foam that's coming apart is really hard. There's not a lot of good adhesives that will bond it because it's it's just crumbling in your hands. Right. So glue doesn't really stick to it because it just crumbles off. Mm-hmm. So I take the headliner out and then use like a, a drill with a, like a nylon brush. Mm-hmm. And just if the, if the foam's degraded enough, you can just rub your hand over it and it'll fall off. Right. And then you take your material. I just do a rough cut, a pair of scissors, good sewing scissors because it's kind of hard to cut it cleanly. Mm-hmm. Um, take a pair of scissors, cut it roughly to shape. You spray mm-hmm. a coat of glue. It's like a spray on a spray on adhesive. You spray a coat onto the your foam material, and mm-hmm. then you spray a coat onto the headliner itself, and then you just stick them together and push it down. Work all the wrinkles out. And the first one had a few little wrinkles, but the second one definitely looked better. Huh. And, and, and I mean, you got it from Hobby Lobby. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. It came from Hobby Lobby. They only had one one color. That was this gray, which is just a touch darker than the factory gray. Mm-hmm. But it still worked out and it looked great. There's lots of other places you can buy. You can buy this bulk um, headliner material by the yard from a lot. A lot of different craft stores have it, um, which isn't where I normally go for automotive stuff. But sure. hey, if it works, that's, that's a good. Know? That's a good fix, and it's it's an interesting. I know it's not really where we probably planned this to talk, but since you you mentioned that question, I love that question, and I love the answers that we saw on the forum because. You know, I'm I'm dealing personally in the bottom end of the market where people that buy vehicles for me, they just want transportation. They like them to look kind of nice, as nice as they can afford, but that's not their 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 primary thing. But but this headliner thing, that's something that, like you said, it's a it's a something that will stop them. They'll turn them off from buying the vehicle. And uh, now my uh, my <laughs> here's my here's my primary tool for headliners this is my well, where you my staple gun my 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 office staple gun that is i just, I just yeah. pop it you know I, I pop it out of there and i i uh 
I just go like this and boom, boom, boom around the edges. And, and I stapled it to that remaining foam. And it's uh, that's a real half-assed job. Now, I can't do that on all of them, but I, I, I probably had three of them in the last year that there was enough foam at the front of the windshield and the back windshield to staple around that little hang down and make it look better. Um, but but I, I've I've never I have pulled headliners out because they were so crappy that it was better without anything than with what was there. But yeah. I, and I and I so, tried to do some kind of adhesive, <laughs> but I did what you just you know I didn't do the thing where I stripped out what was there and and my thing just failed because you couldn't get the adhesive on there. But this is yeah. an example of something that would be worth doing uh, an hour and a half of your time. To make yeah, it, it's super low cost. Yeah, you, you super low cost it. and a big difference. You'll bump the price up to a, a you know quite a bit. You're going to get paid for that more hour. than thirty five dollars. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if you only get an extra two or three hundred bucks, I mean, you know, if we if we turn that into dollars per hour, let's assume let's assume it's not. Maybe it takes you three hours. You get three hundred bucks extra for it. Minus, mm -hmm. you're making ninety dollars an hour. Like, mm -hmm. that's not a bad gig. I'll do that every day of the week. Yeah, and, and uh, so you you like to kind of put stuff out there so it you know when their friend gets in the car and they say where'd you buy this you don't want them to say where'd you buy this piece of crap and they go oh I got it down exactly. there from Randy Lee <laughs> he's he sells this yeah kind don't of go to him no no, no. that's that's <laughs> not that's not what we want we want people that are happy we want people that tell their friends about us yeah um, and that's easier for you in the dealer world because you're what what kind of how many cars do you sell a week on average you say oh I, you know I I'm a I'm a very lazy man. Uh, and, and it's actually an episode will be coming up soon where I talk about uh, success and I talk about dominance. And but my idea at age going on 63 of of success is different than what it was when I was 33. Um, sure. So these days I am probably selling about three cars a month. Uh, that's 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 probably what I'm doing. Okay. So, uh, and. Yeah, I, I try to make uh, anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars per vehicle, um, and I'm I'm pretty good at that. I'm, and and of course, I, I my comment to that same question today was the same, pretty much the same answer. I've I've said in the past that you know I'm on the hundred and sixty seventh episode of Flipping Genius, and I know the truth is that we could combine my knowledge of this business into um, this one phrase: buy low, sell high. That is that is the yep. The principal focus of what I do. I, I, I now you are a, a diesel technician. You know uh, about how to take things apart and put them back together um, correctly, and so they work when they're done. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's I, the secret sauce right there. I would always come up with extra parts, uh, so I I know where I know how to get the vehicle from wherever it's at over to Dennis Johnson and have them do the work. I know how to make relationship with guys that that I trust that, that uh, yeah. leave a little meat on the bone for me and I know how to buy them right. And that's, that's really my, my secret. But the beautiful thing is there's room for all of us in, in this game. There really is. And, and I, and I love the fact that more and more people are joining the, the car flipping forum and thanks for the plug that, that is, you, you saved me from saying it 19 times during the thing. It is free <laughs> to join, free to join my favorite F word, F R E E free to join. Yes, sir. Just search Flipping Genius on, on Facebook groups, and it's the first thing that's going to come up on there. And uh, it's it's getting funner and funner because people are reaching out to each other and truly trying to help each other. I'm hoping to, to get uh, a new member that was just on, and I'm, forgive me, I don't remember her name right now, but 
I, I, I really am excited. She's a, a car dealer in Pennsylvania, a new car dealer, and she's a female. Yeah, I saw her post. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool because she's uh, new to it. I'm looking forward to hearing her, her story. She's got a nice setup there. Every state's yeah. different as far as how what you're required to do. I mean, you were just talking about the emissions rules there in Arizona. You got a kind of an interesting one uh, that, that I'm, I, I just, I just handed the keys over yesterday. I got a, a couple that are missionaries in Africa and they come home during the summer for two months. And they said, Randy, can we, is there a way we could get a car from you and not have to rent a car on a weekly basis for the two months we're home? Cause it practically bre breaks us. And I found a pretty, they needed a, enough room for a big family. They got a big family there. It's, it's wild what people do to sacrifice for their beliefs. And I'm, I really wanted to help these folks. I found a great Kia van, a uh, good, good vehicle. Dennis and the guys checked it out, fixed it up so it would be safe to drive. They needed to go back and forth to St. Louis and, and back over here to Alabama and carry three kids and a, a mother-in-law with them. So it needed to be safe. Um, I was able to buy that right and sell it to them. They'll drive it for two months and then I'm going to buy it back. I think I might be crazy, but, but I, I think in the end, I'll still walk away with a profit on that one. That was, that was kind of a, a cool one. I'm not sure why I brought that up, but then, anyway, I guess I wanted to talk about Well, that. I think, I think it ties back to the, there was some that I had, I had posted in, in the forum here when I sold my first one. It was when I, my head made this connection. And this is like I, I really had understood before, and I'm, I'm still working on how to honing it, but that, that sales and specifically selling a car is not about like convincing someone to buy something, but it's about convincing a, a someone who needs something, a problem with a solution or connecting a problem with a solution, mm -hmm. right? So I, I sold I sold the first truck that I had. These, these two trucks were almost identical. One was a mm -hmm. year newer. There was a couple of minor differences, um, but almost identical trucks. One had a lot more miles than the other one. Mm -hmm. But had some extra one had cruise control, one didn't. Little differences, but basically they're both work trucks. They came from a concrete company. Um, the first one I ended up selling to a friend of mine who's who started a landscape business about a year ago, mm -hmm. and he had he had outgrown his little pickup and he needed something bigger. And I was able to work out a really great deal with him where he put a decent bit down and then was able to make payments for the rest of it. That truck's going to be paid off in like I want to say a month and four days. August first okay. is his last payment. It's I mean we set it up with three three payments. To, that got him into something that he needed that was going to work for him so he could go out and make money without payments breaking the bank for him. Great. Um, that was, and that was great. He, when I tell you this man loves this truck, <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy loves his truck. It's, 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 it's so much fun to watch a young person as, as they're coming into their, their entrepreneurial venture and it's working and they get this new piece of equipment and it just works and they love it. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one I sold, I actually just sold it. Um, let's see, we're recording this on a Monday. I sold it last. Was that Thursday? Yeah, yeah. it was Thursday. Thursday night is when I. Well, we I sold it Wednesday, and then it was like they didn't have the cash there. They put a deposit down, and then came back Friday and, and paid the rest and picked up the truck. And it was a, a husband and wife that started a pool maintenance company, mm -hmm. and things were going really well for them. They were at, they were just using their family car driving around, and they got to a point where like we can't pull a trailer with this, we can't put big pool pumps in this thing. We're carrying right. too many chemicals. We're killing our car. We can't move our kids right. And we've got these these chemicals in the car where we carry our kids, and we don't want to do that anymore. Sure. And they found they found they found my truck, and it was well well within their budget. Like they, I think they, I think their budget was up to ten grand. I sold it for sixty five hundred. Wow. Yeah. Um. So came in well below their budget. 
They brought a mechanic friend with it. He looked at it. He's like, if you guys don't buy this, I'm going to buy this. <laughs> you know, it, it really, really solid, like got them into a piece of equipment that they needed. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's really what it's about is, is helping connect people that need something with the solution, right? Obviously, you and I are in this game to make money. You know, we're not. Right. I, I And this is what I, I tell people when they ask for like free stuff. It's like, I am, um, I'm a Christian. And so I believe in, in giving, right. And mm -hmm. being generous. And I do that, but I don't do that with my vehicles or with my work generally, like mm -hmm. some rare circumstances I will, but like when I'm selling something mm -hmm. on, on Facebook or whatever, I don't do my charity work on Facebook marketplace. Sure. I do it elsewhere, you right. know? So, so that's some people will come with a, and I hate to say this, but like, they'll come to you with like a sob story of mm -hmm. whatever. And it's like, I feel bad for you. I'm really sorry. And in some cases, sometimes I can help a little bit, but not usually. It's not like right. I can just give you this car that I, I I'm into this car for three grand. I can't just light that on fire. Right. You know? Yeah. And sometimes but, I think sometimes when you do, if you, if you did take that option, I think a lot of times you're not really helping anybody. I, I, I I'm like, that's you know, it's, my old school thinking, but, you know, give a fat man a fish and feed him for a day and, you know, teach him a man to fish and all that stuff. Um, and, and the folks that I was talking about, they, they, I, I sold them the vehicle. I gave them a good price, but I made a, a, a very good profit on the front end, agreed to buy it at the back end. And when I buy it back from them, I'm going to take it and do a, a few. I, I know why I mentioned it because, uh, I fixed it up so it could be licensed in Alabama. When they come bring it back, I'll be fixing it up so it can be licensed in Tennessee. Those are two different things. You wouldn't think there'd be much of a difference because I can drive to Tennessee in about 10 minutes. But but that those emissions rules are different in Tennessee. Um, Interesting. And so I, I I'll I'll put a little more money in it and then I'll I'll sell it for more money. I'll make I'll make money in both incidences and it's only going to cost them about 500 bucks to drive this car. For two months so it was a win yeah which is a heck of a deal i mean that yeah. thing is like you can you make more money mm -hmm. they get a great car like you're you're connecting a a problem with a solution you're mm -hmm. coming out making money they got a good deal like that's that's the thing it's like it's possible for us as people that flip cars to mm -hmm. sell car to buy low and sell high and when we're selling high still give someone a, a good fair price it's so you know? possible it's amazing i i, I my my wife is she is such a rule follower, I, and and I I I have had a very colorful career of uh, <laughs> doing a variety of things. I have worked for other people at times. Um, if you ever wanted to see what Randy Lee's work life was, just go to defumi.com. It's a, a comic strip that I've drawn over the years um, that it, it it illustrates what I was like when I worked for somebody else. I was in. In uh, I actually worked for AT and T Publishing for a long time, and and uh, basically what and I also worked in the the insurance industry. And when I did that, uh, sorry, I broke every <laughs> rule constantly. And the only way you can do that is if you're the top salesman on on the staff, because otherwise they just fire you. Because <laughs> yeah. in the minute you drop below top, they they fire you. And uh, anyway, Terry is 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 so uh, honest and straightforward and and law abiding. But she, she gets nervous with me being in the used cars business. So there's only one way to do the used car business and have my wife, and that's to do it straight up as honest mm -hmm. as possible. And we pray about every single vehicle. It's a big part of what I do 
pray about a vehicle that you come that the right buyer comes for that vehicle. And I can't tell you, Andrew, it, it, it is an amazing boost to my personal faith to see God working through my silly little car business and, and bringing the right people so often. You know, I'll, I'll have a vehicle that I'm thinking, man, this thing is really a piece of junk. And but I think if the right guy came by, he could do this thing to the transmission and he'll have a good vehicle. And that right guy comes by almost every time. And if it doesn't, that, that was, yeah. yes, that was something that was interesting. So we, when I, when I got this, the truck that I just sold a couple days ago, yeah. when yeah. I, when I got it, you know, done, mm -hmm. ready to get, you know, took pictures of it and listed it, it, I went for, well, I think I, well, first of all, I started out a little high as far as my list price, but I always, I always prefer to start high and come low because it's always easier to come down than to go up as far as price goes. Mm -hmm. But we, I started, I started at 9,800 mm -hmm. and nothing. And I mean, I, I pushed this thing on Craigslist and Facebook and OfferUp and all the sale groups I, and I join a lot of sale groups because when I sell something, I want to get, you know, I want to reach that person that needs it. Sure. So I try to you know, get out to as many people as I can. Mm -hmm. All this stuff, not not a single, not even a, not even a, hey, is this available? And then, you know, they never text you back. Right. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And it was like, like a week goes by and I've adjusted the price a couple of times just because I'm like, I'm priced too high if nobody's even reaching out. Right. Finally got it down to where I was like, okay, what, what do I need to make on this car or on this truck to, to make what I need to make to hit, hit the target What's what's my bottom dollar, and then we'll come up from that by like three hundred bucks. So I got some wiggle room, and we're gonna list that. And then so it's just uh, this was the first car or flip card that I've actually like prayed God bring the right buyer in for this. Mm -hmm. And it was like it almost felt like I don't want to say icky. It almost felt strange to do that, but it was like the, something about this truck was different or not. It was interesting. There were just like little things. The uh -huh. truck. The truck had the uh, it had a little like stamped key tag on it. It was like the truck number, and the truck number was on the fender. It was a one six one, which is like that caught my eye when I picked it up from the auction because when I bought my house, my house is lot number one six one, and I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." Huh. Anyways, yeah. spent like a week praying for the right buyer, mm -hmm. got the price down to six five hundred, and I was like, "All right, this is dumb," and I paid for a Facebook ad, which. I paid for an ad. I had cash in my hand less than two days later. Mm -hmm. Is it a fluke? Was it just me, or is it worth the thirty bucks? I don't know. <laughs> but, but that was that was something that the people that bought it said. They said we've been praying for a truck, and we and our friend just sent this one to us. And it was like it just like everything came together and worked. And it was it was really cool to see. And they love this truck. I mean, like they're a little. Uh, a little crazy about it. Not gonna lie, it's like calm down, guys. It's just a truck. That's a great truck, and I can see, I can see just looking at it. It, it functionally, it looks like something is gonna be perfect for what you described. What a cool thing that is. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It sounds crazy. I don't know. It it doesn't sound crazy to me, and it, I don't think it sounds crazy to you anymore. But if you're out there listening to the Flipping Genius, and and you think uh, uh, Andrew and Randy are just you know kind of fruitcakes, hey, give it a try. You know? Yeah, I mean, but also we are kind of fruitcakes. So like, don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I've been, I, I can't. I'll let you speak for yourself. Well, I, I've been, you know, I've been a, a lot of things over the years, and I have been, I, I've had a lot of good influences that that gradually, yeah. very gradually, kind of worked on me. So I've done things the wrong way many, many, many times, and I feel like 
what we do now at my my company is the right way and it, and and it, I feel good about I feel good about deals I still worry about them I worry I do worry about sure. it. I sell old junky cars you know we try to get them right but they're never you, you never know for sure but that, I, and that's and that's what I tell people like that's what I've told these people I said look I'm telling you everything that I'm aware of on the on the on the truck like I'm telling you everything that I, I'm telling you what I've done to the truck I'm telling you what I can see on the truck so like this truck had a couple things like you, you by looking at it, it's got a, a almost almost new remanufactured transmission in it mm-hmm. and it's like i'm estimating based on the amount of dirt that's on it like the dust that's stuck to it it's got about ten thousand miles on it and is that like i said i don't have any receipts oh you can look at this and you can see that it's new you can look at this turbo you can see that it's new was uh-huh. the part of the price that i'm charging you're buying a transmission and a turbo and getting a free truck yeah like that's that, that's the truth of the matter and so it's like that's what i told him like you know i'm here to help you if you have any issues with the paperwork if because i i had like signed the title mm-hmm. and i signed in the wrong box i signed in the buyer box not the seller box ah. and so in, in arizona we have electronic titles and because it's titled in my name i filled out the electronic title like there was a bit of a paperwork because i wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. but i said if you have any issues i'll help you out with paperwork i said obviously this is an as-is truck this truck has two hundred and thirty-two thousand miles on it there are going to be things that break sure you're not buying a new truck. Don't you're not paying new truck prices. Don't expect new truck performance. Um, and that's that's always what I tell people. It's like, look, I don't have a crystal ball. If I could, if I had a crystal ball and I could tell you exactly what was going to go wrong with this truck forever, then uh, you think I'd be selling cars if I had a crystal ball? Like, you know, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'd find something way more lucrative if I had one of those. Exactly. Um, but but like, it's what I told you. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Sure. But funny story on on high mileage older cars that are I don't say crappy older cars. I uh, if you remember from the last time we had talked, uh, I had I had talked about this Acura Integra that I had flipped. I right. bought it at I bought it for five hundred. I was into it for like twelve hundred. Sold it for thirty six. Mm-hmm. So after we had talked, I got I got a text like a week or two later. So we're now like almost two months after I sold the car. I get mm-hmm. a text from the person that bought it. And they were like, hey, we're not unhappy. We just don't know who to call, but we're having some problems with the car. Can we talk to you? And I was like, sure. I mean, like, as long as we're on the same page that I'm not paying for it. Right. I'll have a car. I'll help you out if I can over the phone. Because they live like an hour away. If they live closer. I totally go over and look at the car for them. Mm-hmm. Just a- as a good faith of, hey, I made money on you and I'm happy to help you out. But they were like, we think it needs an engine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's weird. I, I rebuilt the top half of the engine. Like everything looked great. I drove it quite a bit. It was fine. Like I'm like it needs anyway. So long story short, we went back and forth over text for a while, and and then I I called them and talked to them. And they said, hey, it, like it won't start. We think it needs an. Or our friend who's a mechanic came over. He says it needs an engine. Hmm. And I like they sent me a couple of videos and back and forth, and I was like, I don't think it needs an engine, like like at all. I think you may, maybe you have a distributor that went out. I don't really know. But take it to a shop that's like a reputable, qualified shop. Right. And I guess that wasn't something that was on their radar was like taking it to a professional. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't hear them for like a week or two. And then they texted me and they said, hey, we took it to two shops. They both say it needs an engine. Huh. And I'm like, I really don't think it does. I'm not willing to drive. I'm not going to spend three hours on the road to prove that. Right. But I'm like, that's what I told them. They said, they, 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 they asked me if I would buy the car back. And I told him, and like, like not for full price, but like I'd reduce whatever it's worth. And I said, I said, look, my my final my final text to them was, I am willing to buy the car back, but 
it's worth a thousand dollars to me. Right. And even if it needs an at a thousand dollars, if it needs an engine, I can rebuild the engine. I can like I can get it. I can put less than a thousand dollars into it. And still, I can make money on it again, basically. Right. Right. So I told him, look, look I will give you a thousand dollars, but I will feel horrible selling you a car and then buying it back because the engine blew up on it two months later. Like I'm going to feel terrible. And <laughs> these cars are worth money. Don't sell it to me for a thousand dollars. Sell it to somebody else. You could probably get almost two thousand out of it. Mm -hmm. And, and that was the last I heard, but yeah, they had a, but that was one where like good communication up front. I, I still don't, I expressed again that I'm skeptical that it needs an engine because right. it super didn't need an engine when I sold it. Right. And I changed the oil and did all the maintenance to it and all that. But, but really good, clear communication is important when, mm -hmm. when you're selling cars, especially as, especially if you're a private party, starting this up as a side hustle, you know, things like you know, a, a written bill of sale. So my, my bill of sale is pretty simple. It says, I, my name sold you, your name, this car put in mm -hmm. the VIN number. Mm -hmm. And this sale is as is, where is with no warranty given, offered or implied. That line is what I always include with mine. Right. And I ended up having to go to small claims court about five years wow. ago because a guy apparently didn't read the as is, where is part. Um, yeah. And his $1,600 car, um, the carpet was dirty and he needed new carpet. Oh. And he took me to court, wanted me to buy the car back for full price. And I was like, wow. you're crazy, dude. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> the, the, uh, I, I often, like I said this morning on, on my note uh, on the forum, I'll, I just have him read uh, Dennis Johnson's notes. He tells him exactly what's wrong with the car. I don't fix everything on there. And I'll say these things I didn't fix because he said we don't have to. Um, and, and, I, I, that, and then I'll say uh, if you'd rather like, because I know you're probably distrusting me because I'm a, I'm a used car dealer and you think I'm probably a thief. Um, call <laughs> Gary at Dennis Johnson. He's the most reputable guy around here. Call Gary. He sits in the back and supervises all the mechanics. He'll tell you exactly what's wrong. And then sometime at some point in the future, I'll bring Gary some donuts for aggravating him by having people call him and <laughs> help me out. But I think it's all about the it's truth. All about building those building relationships. Yeah, right? the truth. The and truth is such a great tool uh it mm -hmm. it allows me to go grocery shopping and not have to worry who's on that next aisle at the grocery store exactly. It, it, exactly it makes my wife happy and and it it makes customers happy like these folks and i and i do i do pray that everything's going to go smooth as silk for the next couple months and they'll bring that that van back to me and i give them their money uh, that i promised to, to, to buy the vehicle and they can go back to africa because that's what they want to do um, I, I, am not wishing the Africa thing on them, but that's where they want to go back to. And, and, and God bless them for, for doing that work. So Andrew, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to keep jumping over here, but, and I know our, my, my zoom thing is telling I know, me. I see the clock going. <laughs> so you wound up making how much on these two trucks? What was your, what was your. Okay. So let me, let me pull up real quick so I can actually quote you the correct numbers. I, and I have a spreadsheet cause I actually track this stuff. Sure. Um, all right, so on the 2005 truck, mm -hmm. we sold at uh, 2005. Okay, we we made we were into it for like five dollars less than two grand, like nineteen hundred ninety-five dollars into it. We sold for sixty-eight, so that's a forty-eight hundred dollar profit. Sweet on on that one on the 2005. On the 2004, I ended up fixing the seat. The seat was all torn up, and so I ended up. I went in and I put a new seat cover on it, um, and that one we were into for about twenty two hundred dollars, and we sold that one for sixty five. So we came out with a net 
uh, a net profit there of, we were quick math in my head, $9,100 in two trucks. Great. That's fantastic. So, now, now yeah. you're not, are you counting the value of your time towards that? No, no, that's, that's strictly dollars spent in versus sale price. Okay. So that's because you do all the, you do all the mechanical work on these things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I, on, on the one, it, it was missing a bumper and the fender was all banged up. So I put like a, a fender and mm -hmm. a bumper and a window crank and a door handle, like just both of the, it, these, this was a strange flip. Both these were kind of a strange flip for me because mm -hmm. most of the flips that I've done in the past is I buy a car, car with a mechanical problem. I right. fix the mechanical problem. I sell the car. Mm -hmm. This was almost, almost entirely. Cosmetic. I did some mechanical work, just like, you know, maintenance mm -hmm. items. But this was more cosmetic. I bought it looking ugly. Some more people don't usually go looking for trucks. And I fixed it and brought where people are looking for trucks and sold it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, 9100 bucks yeah. on, on two trucks with with not a ton of money uh, getting into them. I mean, those are, you're, you're buying into those things for around uh, uh, middleman. That's my company. Around middleman prices, which I am I am notorious around here for being like the dirty the, <laughs> <laughs> down lowest yeah. at the car auction. Um, yeah, to get to get into the two trucks, we were twenty six hundred bucks to get them home, and yeah. then I put my, and then one, and then I I did emissions test on both of them because my insurance covers them for like fourteen days because it's a new mm -hmm. acquisition. So I did the emissions test, transferred the titles into my name because I bought from an from Richie Brothers or Richie Bros Auctioneers. They write your name in on the title because I won the bid, mm -hmm. so I had to transfer them into my name. I did all that like day one so that was like 68 dollars in title plus 25 dollars in uh, emissions test per mm -hmm. truck and then i brought them home i parked one in the back and i went after the one that was most like the quickest the least amount of money in right so then i was in like 26 put in another what was that another like six or seven hundred dollars in and then i sold that one and then i took the profit from that one to put into the next one Mm -hmm. um and just kind of keep that ball rolling so that's, that's exactly kind of the exciting, track exciting stuff my my clock's telling me we're down to the last minute i want to make sure everybody knows to to find your your youtube channel at uh rogue wrenching and find the new podcast that andrew's coming out with soon after july 1st the american not partisan podcast it's going to be awesome i love that i love that concept you i put a video i did a video on the headliner replacement i will send you a link so you can put it in the show notes that would be fantastic man thanks so much for taking the time and joining us again keep keep participating we we love your your input you're helping a lot of people on the, the car flipping forum you're a good man thank you man it's been my pleasure thanks randy good to talk to you again